Mark Messier, and you're listening to Blue Shirt Underground Show, the number one Rangers podcast. Make sure you tune in and find out all the latest news. Let's go, Rangers. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Blue Shirt Underground Show. Today is Tuesday. It is June the 13th. Tomorrow, we will celebrate 29 years without a Stanley Cup. My My name is Jim. And as always, I'm joined by the one and only. He broke the news on Twitter last night that Peter Laviolette would be hired as the New York Rangers 37th all-time head coach. He's the Eddie guy. Eddie, good evening. A new coach, a new error begins. Hi. Well, is it E-R-R-O-R? Right, error. A new error begins. Well, (laughs) I told you weeks ago. You wanted to throw in your your Mr. Bigglesworth, your John Hines. Oh, he's got connections with Drury. They got the Patrick Waugh faction up there in Quebec. Oh, this is what they need, a firebrand, a guy going to kick him in the ass. And then they had uh, Joel Quenville. uh, He's at Belmont, at the Belmont Stakes, or whatever the race they have over there. And... uh, Oh, maybe he's in the mix. Bettman's got to clear him. And we had, uh, do we have anybody else, Jim? But somebody else was in that mix, wasn't it? Ted Sater. Chuck Knobloch. Ball, they need to promote him. Stump Merrill. And it goes to Peter Laviolette. I have no nickname for him yet. I really, uh, I was telling Jim before the show. First of all, I'm doing very well, by the way. The summer is just fucking Glad to hear fantastic. it. It's fantastic. Underway. Uh, I got something to talk to you about. Uh, you were born in Bayonne, New Jersey, right? Actually, I was born in Weehawken, New Jersey, but I grew up in Bayonne. Okay. I met somebody. I, I was talking to somebody about Bayonne. I said, my podcast partner's from Bayonne, but we'll get to that later. And I will be in New Jersey 
in Clifton, New Jersey. Friday. Clifton. Yeah, I'm going to a club called Dingbats. Is Galan doing a stand-up? Galan GG. GG be there. Okay, so now let's get... I'm doing well. Uh, so all the guys are... Uh, they've been vetted. They've been... Uh, it was, there was no mystery. I never thought there was going to be a mystery. You got to go safe. And uh, this is what Chris Jury did. And we'll get to what this means for Chris Jury in a little bit. Um... But I, I and I'll get to my point, and then I want to hear your thoughts on this, as well as the fans. I have never seen such a malaise over the Ranger fandom post coitus of the playoffs than this. Post coitus, yeah, we got fucked, all right. Yeah, I mean, Ranger fans aren't excited about anything. Zero. They don't have a good word to say about anything. I mean, so this is up there. This is, as Jim said, <laughs> we're in the dark ages here. This is, even <laughs> with good players and all world, go world goalie, this is bad. This is bad. I never felt well, you got people rooting for other teams. I mean, what is this nonsense? <laughs> anyway. It's very hard to find an optimistic Ranger fan right now, which is strange. I mean, usually you can find, you know, you can find some fans that are, you know, excited. Nobody's excited about, really excited about this hire. I think everybody knew this was going to be the guy. And, you know, for those of you that watch the West Wing, all I can think of is Toby Ziegler when he talks about, when he talks about, uh, the, one of the, the vice president candidates, not the best, not the worst, just what we got. <laughs> this is, that's it. Uh, that that sounds very well. I'm, I'm whelmed. I'm not overwhelmed. I'm not underwhelmed. I'm just whelmed. <laughs> I mean. Bob, Bob Russell, that was the candidate's name, played by Gary Cole. <clears throat> I couldn't remember his name there for a minute. Gary Coleman no. was in the West Wing? No, Gary Cole. Oh. Jared Cole? A little taller and a little whiter. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to go right to you. The news hits. Are you going to give me the meh? Because that seems to be the overall. I think Kana is summing it up well here, at least partially. And I think that there were so many people that were worried that this team was going to really seriously go out and hire John Hines, the Crypt Keeper, that this almost seems like a victory. <laughs> right. <laughs> so the fear of <laughs> other candidates makes you like <laughs> this final selection. Right. Well... It's like the guy that goes to his doctor and says, doctor says, well, I have bad news for you. You have Alzheimer's and you have cancer. And the guy says, well, thank God I don't have cancer. Right. <laughs> <sighs> well, what were you going to go? I, I don't want to start arguing with the chat room just yet. But uh, let me ask you this. So, so Jim, your reaction was... 
overwhelmed. Just, I mean, this this was the safe choice. I mean, he, I mean, this guy's on a world tour of the Metropolitan Division at this point. This is his fifth team in the division, right? Yeah. And, you know, I felt like, I think I said a couple weeks ago, that I felt like he was going to be the safe choice for a GM who probably figures he's not going to hire another head coach. Unless, you know, unless, unless this all goes better than we expect, the Rangers win a cup and Peter Laviolette rides off in the su- into the sunset to go to St. Louis because he didn't get his Streisand tickets. <laughs> and then Chris Drury gets to hire another coach. He's the safe choice. He's the safe choice. Um, you know, you know, he, he, he didn't want to, uh, you know, the, uh, the release, <laughs> I, I want to read you real quick. This is Drury said in a release, we are thrilled that Peter will be the next P- head coach of the New York Rangers with Peter's extensive experience as a head coach, as well as the success his teams have had at several levels throughout his career. We are excited about what the future holds with him leading our team. First of all, it is hard to me. To, it is hard for me to envision Chris Drury being thrilled about anything right <laughs> because the guy always looks like he's he just ate bad shellfish that's first of all and if you're so thrilled to fucking have him what'd you wait a month for yeah. i mean come on i mean there was about as much suspense to this as there was when ellen came out of the closet <laughs> i mean there was no shock here there was no surprise this was the guy they interviewed twice i don't know how many weeks ago it was really, I mean, he was the main name. I don't know, I don't know what the dance was with John Hines. But, and he is, dance. If they're so thrilled to have him, why'd they wait so long? Why'd well, they wait I, so long? I think uh, Uncle say that he has a bet on the Knights, and he figures it's going to end tonight. So uh, yeah, basically the Stanley Cup playoffs will be over. And now he can make the announcement. I don't know what took so long, uh, but yes, again, we all, uh, well, I, I would say the conjecture and this guy and, oh, they need a fresh face and he's a retread. I mean, aren't they all retreads? I mean, at this point, are they really going to go with a fresh face? This organization is terrible. Let's just let's just fucking just say it. Let's cop it. This organization is terrible. Terrible. I love it. Battled with these losers for the rest of our lives. So let's just accept it. And you want to break down his winning with certain teams, his teams he sucked with. Oh, he was terrible with the Capitals. All this and that. And you look at that capital team and you're like, come on, you know. So I'm here to bring you some good news about Peter Laviolette. I found something I dug. I dug deep, let me tell you. You did your due diligence. Is that what you're saying? Well, I I got some some, uh, opinions, uh, you know, because I know, uh, you know, the Peter Lateralette people are out there. It's a lateral move. It's a lateral, lateral, lateral. What's the difference? I think there is some difference. And I'm not just going to cite that uh, rousing uh, 
speech he gave on uh, what was that show? Twenty four seven. Twenty four seven from nineteen eighty one. Not gonna go talk about that one. <laughs> it was on Game of Thrones. <laughs> but I, I do want to say some things about the former coach. And let me say, let me preface that I do not blame Gerard Gallant solely for this epic, epic, epic cataclysm of a failure of a playoff that has sent a general malaise over this fan base that may never be lifted, by the way. <laughs> Let's look at the bright side. We're only 25 years away from our next Stanley Cup. No, we're not winning another one. We're not <laughs> That's it. One. It's over. Just, just accept it. This organization has constituted until Dolan leaves Save your eyes, whatever it takes, or vice versa. All right. Let's look at the team. The, Even the, Billy Joel isn't going to hang around the garden anymore waiting for them to win a cup. He said, that's enough. I'm retiring next year. Everybody's Pat Sajak's retiring. Right. He's tired of waiting. He's getting too grumpy, too, that Sajak. He's very snippy <laughs> on that show. He hates that show. Anyway. I digress. Let's look at the positives, and then I'll get into the, the coach. We got a pretty decent team. We have a decent team. Can we at least say we have a decent regular season team? I think we have an above average regular season team. Uh, can we all agree on that? Yeah. Well, as long as they, ha as long as you have the best goaltender in the league, you're going to be a good regular season team. I will go. We have the best goalie in the world. All right. All right. So we have a good, solid regular season team. Do any of you think they're not going to make the playoffs? And remember, it's hard not to make the playoffs. And remember, <clears throat> you can sneak in and go all the way to the finals. Right. All you got to do is go okay. nine and seven. Okay, Rock is saying a very flawed team, no balls. Okay. My, again, I'm going to say two years ago under Gerard Gallant, they went all the way to the semifinals, the Eastern Conference Finals. We were all into there's no quit in New York, all that bullshit. We were all in. But all of a sudden, they 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 jerk off in the first round and they they lose. Now they're the, basically with the same kind of guys, except the influx of the guys they got at the trading deadline that year. All of a sudden, they've got no balls. They have no. They got. I still think. Now again, I'm talking regular season here. I am not talking playoffs. 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 I'm not talking about that. I think they have a very good team. I think they have very good young guys. They have some guys that we'll get to that in a bit. Some people don't want a round. They people have to stop with getting rid of Panarin. He's got no movement, no movement because he's going nowhere. So you got to stop. All right. So let me get to the, the coach. We had a coach. I 
we we sat here for two years saying, I don't know what he does. He took no accountability. Hey, let the players work it out. They've worked it out before. Bob Babooey. Three times during the regular season that we know of, or two times, depending on what beat rider you uh, can actually stomach. I got I get more news from Sean McCaff, who's got Quenville at Belmont, than I got all these other fucking other mooks that are co- I, these mooks that cover the fucking Rangers. He's got more info. He's on the ball. The rest of these guys are terrible. All right. So, according to them. Drury was close. Well, I don't know. Maybe Elliot Friedman. He's the only one who knows anything that's going on here in New York. That Gallant was on the hot seat. Why was he on the hot seat? Let's surmise. Why was Gallant on the hot seat? Jim? Well, they were in that long, that prolonged slump in November and December. They weren't playing well. The, the goaltender wasn't playing well. They were they were dogging it night after night, and you know. But after the success of the playoffs the previous year, are you really gonna fire the coach because the Rangers are slumping in the regular season? Depends on what's going on behind the scenes. Look, I mean, you're also you're I mean, you're talking about a coach who's been fired everywhere he went with winning records. That's right. I mean, you know, for all the jokes and all the regular season wins and, you know, being second all time on a radio, this guy seems to me like this guy's got to be a pain in the ass to deal with behind the scenes. That's what I think. And I think there was a serious disconnect between him and uh, Swaddle Lemon Face, Swallow the Lemon Face Drury, uh, and. I think, again, this is all conjecture on my part. I don't think he really was close with the players. I don't think he really... What? (laughs) No, we used to joke about that. He doesn't even know who they are. I felt like he really... You know, read the room. I don't think he ever went in the room. Right, he didn't. He didn't. He said he didn't. He said he didn't. And obviously, since we've seen, we, we all saw the video a couple weeks ago. We all watched 24-7 way back when. Peter Laviolette is much more hands-on. Uh, oh, X's and O's. What did right. Gigi bring? Zero. I mean, he was a terrible in-game coach. The only thing he did was change lines. Uh so my thing with Laviolette is he's got to be better than that. Yeah, uh, uh, I don't. I don't know if you saw this, but D- DLB put out a put out an article about five o'clock, and the headline of the article is "Rangers stars out of excuses and must must deliver for Peter Laviolette." So let me let me read you a quick. Can I read you a little blurb of this? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I want to be informed. Uh... Gallant walked the plank despite having led the Blue Shirts to the fifth best record in the league in his two years in New York. 
But the athletes who came up so small in the seven-game defeat to the Devils do not get off the hook here after curling up in the fetal position three of the final four games of the series. Well, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. These players have used up their allotment of gripes. They are not going to fire another good coach and another good man. They are not going to be let off the hook by LaViolette, hired Tuesday after a five-week search, throughout which the 58-year-old was the leader in the clubhouse from day one. This is a coach who demands accountability across the board, believes in structure, can deliver a withering rebuke or inspirational speech when called for, and makes immediate in-game tactical adjustments. Now, there is something else here, and I just want to scan for it. And Oh, listen to this. These are precisely the qualities the players on exit day informed President General Manager Chris Drury that they felt were missing under the previous regime. It is our understanding that the players wanted a coach who would run more challenging practices. They will get them. So do you think... So now, you know me, I, I always like to read between the lines. Mm -hmm. Do, does that sound almost like certain players might have said in their exit interviews, these guys, some of these guys need to be pushed harder than they are? Maybe practices were just, you know, too, too lax, too easygoing, too much Instagram. You know what? I don't see any video. I don't see any more videos of this team getting on the ice to practice on Instagram. Goofy jokes and shit. I, want, I, want, I don't want any more of that. This team get this team deserves none of that any, now. But I'm wondering if you know, just some of the players said something like that. Players aren't being pushed hard enough. There aren't enough guys being held accountable. And, and maybe you know, well, you know, maybe it was finger pointing by players at other players, and the coach took the fall. You know what I mean? Right. Well, you have to – right now the narrative is all the Rangers didn't – every Ranger didn't care. They all mailed it in. But apparently there were Rangers – I don't think they're all fat cats and they're all like – and there may be some guys who coast. But I, I think the Rangers as a team before this playoff, you know, dive, I think they care about winning. I think they do, and I bet you there were several players who were like, "Hey, we these certain guys need to be pushed harder." When you, you know, as a coach, if you're involved, which guys <laughs> need to be pressed, which guys you can leave alone. People, what did, what did um, and see, you know, like I, I go back to, I, I go back to uh, Bruba throwing the helmet which was obviously, you know, it did take him another game after that to get going. But that had to, it, it did seem to be a pivotal moment in the regular season, telling them, telling the team to wake the fuck up. And then, and then what was it? Was it Igor during the playoffs skated up and down the, but that was during the playoffs, yeah, yeah. right? When he said, do your fucking jobs or something like that. Right, yeah. Something out of fact. So, it, you know, it just, somebody's got to fix these players. You know, I, I, we'll see. I mean, you know, there's obviously there were certain guys on the team that were calling for a coach with Laviolette style, and now they're going to get it. So, you know, if this team is another 100-point team next year, 
and they're out in the first round again, well, so? then it's time. Then it's time for a letter. Chris Drury, yeah. Chris Drury. Yes, the, yes, the Chicago game, they lost, Joe, I think it was five. I want to say they lost that game like 5-2, 5-1. And then the following game against St. Louis, they were they were behind early, maybe 2-3-0. Came back and won like five or six to four or five or something like that. It was a big comeback win, and then that kind of set them, set them on, a, on a streak. A long streak, you know, like 10, of, 10 out of 11, 12 out of 13, some, some ridiculous speak, uh, streak that kind of uh, turned the season around. I, I Hey, doing a show here. A <laughs> doggy is not cooperating. Oh, you know what it is? It's, it's a Puerto Rican dog. Oh. He doesn't understand English. Oh, okay. There you go. Oh, you're kidding? I thought you were serious. Uh, I I can't judge this guy on his previous records, how many times he hasn't made the playoffs, how many times he's been in the finals, how many he won one cup when I was like 18 or something. I don't know. You know, you know. 2006 so, won the cup with the Carolina Hurricanes. That was a long time ago. I mean. His recent stint with the Capitals, the Capitals are old. They're going nowhere. You know, you know, it just, it's a whole different situation. But if he can add some of these intangibles, well, I can't even say intangibles, some of these traits that a coach should have. Right. That Gallant couldn't or wouldn't. And is able to, work in harmony with the GM, maybe there's some room for improvement. But I, how much hope you're going to have right now? Zero. There's nothing. There's nothing. Now it's just, it looks like it just, you know, in with that. Now, a lot of people are saying on the internet, now we just need the Rangers to sign a high-priced free agent, and uh, their offseason is done because this is what happens. Fire a coach. Hire a coach. Now the Rangers don't really have any cap room to do that this year. But, uh, you know, a league-wide, the fans are just like, this is, and we know it because we're living it, this is par for the course with this organization. And I have to tell you, he got a three-year contract. I don't think he's going <laughs> to, it's not even going to reach three years. Well, here's the other thing Larry says. This most likely will not be the beginning of a long and beautiful friendship. Peter Laviolette is a hired gun brought in for a quick fix. The Islanders improved from 52 to 96 points his first year at the Coliseum. That's how long ago he was there, coach. Carolina won the cup in his second year. The Flyers went to the final in his first year. The Predators in his third season in Nashville. So it's it, yeah. it, this it's is like you know, a, a coach injection. You're getting injected, and he's getting ejected if it doesn't. You know, it's a short-term fix for a team that's window. And another thing, Jim. The only thing I don't like, but I kind of like. I don't know. I guess I'm just undecided. Is he plays veterans? The the knock on this guy is he doesn't like to play the youth, which is going to drive. 
Well, some of this Larry, La Larry speaks to that as well and says wow, that Larry. is that Larry. is says that is something of a misnomer. Oh, okay. Would you would you like to hear Larry's explanation? Rebuke me, Larry. Rebuke me. <laughs> Criticisms of Laviolette's treatment of young players, echoing those heard in these parts about Gallant, Quinn, and Elaine Vigno, seem to be overblown. There may have been some curious decisions regarding use of some of the youngins in Washington, but Laviolette took Nashville to the 2017 final with a core that he nurtured. That featured Philip Forsberg, Roman Yossi, Ryan Johansson, Ryan Ellis, and Victor Arvidsson. Okay. John K. says he likes Laviolette. Finally, I found somebody. <laughs> now, <laughs> let's take it back. Let's go back. Let's, let's, let's flip the script again. Okay. It will be interesting to see how the Rangers fill out the staff. One of the criticisms of Laviolette that I've heard is that he has turned over too much responsibility to Kevin McCarthy, who has been the lead aide in each of his last four stops. The Caps ranked 16th and 22nd in the NHL on the power play the last two years. Oh, there might be reason to cut the cord here. Delegating too much to his assistant. Where have I heard that before? Isn't he mm. speaking of the house, that guy? <laughs> Oh, yeah. You know, that's uh, the delegation. What is this with the delegating? Are any coaches just coaching anymore? Kevin McCarthy? Wasn't that, wasn't that Macaulay Conkin in Home Alone? Uh, oh, God. I, I got to say, for once, we're talking about what Dancing Larry says, and we're not, uh, he's not listening to us. Uh, Larry being proactive instead of reactive. reactive. Uh, all right, so maybe the knock isn't that he can't develop youth. I don't know. Oh, Kevin McCallum. <laughs> I was close. McCarthyism. <laughs> just over, it was just over two years ago that the Tom Wilson affair convulsed the Rangers organization. Now the Blue Shirts have Wilson's coach behind their bench. Laviolette has bite to him. This is going to be no stroll in the park for the Rangers, who need to become more hard-scrabbled and much more difficult to play against. Oh, my God. I feel like we've been trying to be more hard to play against for 30 years. It's not about matching the 107 points from last season or the 110 points from two seasons ago. It's about winning 16 playoff games. I'll settle for eight at this point. Win eight <laughs> playoff games. Rich is now saying, Lavi is a great coach. Great. Great. Wow. I love I'll give you. Uh, I'll give you good. I'll give you good. Yeah, a great coach is, you know, somebody who has won multiple Stanley Cups in the last five years. <laughs> you know. I mean, By the way, this is a guy, this is another guy that's been, that everywhere he's been fired, with the exception of Washington, every time he was fired, it was after he had a winning season. Wow. <laughs> Now, I've, I've seen a lot of uh, people in the chat talking about the Rangers just don't have – they're not built for the playoffs. They're not – they don't have the guys. They don't have the the muscle. They're soft. The moxie, the chutzpah. Yeah, they're, they're soft. They're, they don't have it. They just don't have that toughness. 
that you need to win playoff series. All right. I mean, I, hard to argue that point. No, I mean, obviously, everybody looks at the teams that are in the Stanley Cup Finals. They all have players who seem to want it. Uh, you know, everybody's moving at a, a really high speed, and there's fights at the Stanley Cup Final, and there's fucking brawls every other night, setting penalty minute records and all kinds of crazy stuff. I, I, I just, I mean, just looking at that Devil series, look at the guys. Who are the guys that made a real difference in that series? I mean, yeah, Jack Hughes had a couple of goals, but early it was the it was the it was the the Hallas and the Nathan Bastions. And, it was all, you know. every loser. <laughs> you know what it is? All losers didn't score. I no, I I don't want to go and, and re, but you're right though. Are you telling me we need more Eric Holler and Nathan Bastions? I don't know, but those were the guys that made a difference. What did I say? Adam Holler? Whatever. Holler Oates? What? Holler Oates. I have no faith. I'm going to say right out of it. Yeah. I saw it and mentioned it. And Matt, I want the guy to work out. Right. But Brennan Othman. The Rangers' history with draft picks, I have zero expectations. Right. I, I, I they destroy every young man's career. And I to, at this point, I show me. I have no expectations he's going to work out if he even makes the team. What I hope that this coach brings is accountability when you suck. When you suck for half the season like Keandre Miller did, you're fucking hitting the bench. You're, you're up in the press box. You, you, you don't go you go 10 games without scoring unless you're Ryan Lindgren, then you get a free pass. But if you go 10 games as a forward without scoring and you're not doing well, you fucking you're up in I don't care who they gotta replace you with. Ryan Lindgren is not here to score goals. Right. He's here to kick ass and chew bubblegum. That's right. And he's all out of bubblegum. Oh, Brett Howden, please. Anybody who cries over that asshole is an asshole. <laughs> I am sorry. Just because you wind up on a team that wins the Stanley Cup doesn't mean that you are a good player. Sorry. Jack Johnson, who was that guy we had? He won a Stanley Cup with the Avalanche. That guy blew on the Rangers. All right. So hopefully this guy will be be able to inject these players to play at the next level. But Drury, who I really I was giving him an A plus all the way through. I mean his ten, but after the Rangers' early exit and the acquisition of Patrick Kane who, like my driveway, had to be resurfaced. His hip had to be resurfaced. To be what is this, linoleum or some shit he's got? <laughs> I don't know what they're resurfacing him with. But yeah, anyway. our, our our driveway needs to be redone, too. Is there anybody out there who wants to do both both the hosts of the show and maybe give us a BSU break? Well, I actually had a new driveway installed. I was kind oh, of, all right. Too I late. Need right. a new walkway. Uh, I had an Irish car. <clears throat> A lot like uh, the guy from uh, what was the bar we used to do it? 
And Molly so, Wee no, or Slattery's? Slattery. This is he. He really talks. Oh, like I'll that. fix your driveway for you. Oh, like, dude, oh, you need a new blacktop. Yeah, I told him. Uh, you know, I go. He's like, I've been doing this. I've been. My father taught me here. You know, I've been doing this for like forty years, and I'm like, well, how come you got this Irish accent still? You've been in this country all your life. I don't understand why you're talking like a fucking leprechaun. Anyway, he did a fine job. You sure you don't want me to do that wrong way? <laughs> I'm like, we, we, I spent enough on this fucker. $10,000 to have a fucking driveway put in. Joke. Anyway, enough of my uh, my woes. Uh, so the Rangers, again, I don't blame you guys for not being excited. I'm not excited. I have to see real results. I have to watch the games. Again, I always say this. I can't go by this guy's record. I mean, if you would have had your my druthers, I would have loved to see that new GM coming in Pittsburgh fire fucking uh, Sullivan and the Rangers get Sullivan. He seems more relevant and more, uh, you know, and he's, he can provide. More recent kick. success. Right. And he can provide that kick in the ass that they apparently, the the players themselves think they need which right. to me is very suspect too because i don't know you've played organized sports i played organized sports. you play for each other i know it's different when money's involved but right. uh but you do need a coach to remind you when you're an asshole and you're not playing well right you, know, you left to your own devices you don't know what's going to happen and maybe like they say with kids today some kind of structure <laughs> provides, you know. Um, but there are a lot of people that think this is just, uh, you know, same old, same old, and it is the same old, same old until we're proven up. They prove otherwise. Um. Well, you know, Sean, I don't think. I don't think you need a, a coach to come in and say, you know, to, to, to show up for a game seven. But you need somebody who's already injected that kind of all, I don't want to call it nurturing. You need a leader. You, you want, want a leader, leader in the room, leader, right? Right. You need a leader. He's got to be the leader. You got to be, you got to, we're all in this together. Two years and he's got to hold, this guy did not want to be accountable for anything go on he just oh i did my job and then it was it that was the last we saw of him happy birthday sean mccaff by the way yeah, happy birthday sean i mean yeah jacob truba is supposed to be that leader but i mean he's the on ice leader it's a whole organizational thing don't you think you're gonna pin it on jacob truba for that fucking exit I mean, then you're gonna they're gonna say you know you automatically go to the highest paid guys. That's how it works, you know, because they are getting paid the most. Is it Panarin? Uh, you know, you know, IFC. You know, Panarin. The whole team. I mean, I I think it's a thing you start from day one as a coach. Just listen, I'm not putting up with this. You know, you're going to sit if you don't play well. Rather than I'm going to play this guy over and over and over again until he fails. The Rangers laid a collective egg. I don't think they wanted to play for this guy. 
And but that's shame on them. They should be playing for us and themselves. I I, I think again, I've I've said it over and over again. I think there's I think there's plenty of blame to go around. I just you know I, I just think this this coach had run his course as most coaches do, and as he has everywhere he's been. And you know. The, it's on the players. It's on the coach. It's on the GM. It's on everybody. Everything. It's a complete failure. This season is a complete failure, and that's why. And and when that happens, and you can't trade the players, you fire the coach. It's how it works. I I just think yeah, and I just think this hands off approach did work for a certain amount of time, but again. Gerard Gallant, this guy's a winner. I mean, maybe not a playoff winner. This guy's, like you said, 107 points, 110 points. I know with the ties, it's all skewed and all that bullshit. But wherever he's gone, he's won, and he keeps getting fired. So there's something got to be wrong with this guy. And I, I just feel like, and I agree with Jim. I'm not putting it all on the coach, but it's a component. And since the Rangers can't trade any of these fucking goons, and I see a lot of uh, Ranger fans, and Sean mentioned it, that are very displeased with Truba and his contract. But, you know, I think Jacob Truba is a solid Ranger. That's my opinion. I mean, for what he does, I think he's a decent enough leader. He's certainly not a, uh, as bad as Brian Leach was as a captain, or uh, even Ryan McDonough to to that. Is he Ryan Callahan? No, I mean, well, maybe he is like Ryan Callahan. I don't know, but I I don't think that. I mean, as a player, you only can worry about yourself and how you play, especially when you're saddled with Keandre Miller for the whole season. Oh, you know. Who didn't have a good season. But all the speculation in the world is not going to solve this problem. The Rangers are going to have to show us. Because next, who are you going to start dumping? Can you dump anybody at the end of next season? Do these no-movement clauses go to limited, limited clauses? Sanity clauses. Sanity clauses. I don't know. I don't have the answers. I mean, I could bitch and moan here about who failed and who failed this. And, uh, you know. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's there's unquestionably a lot of this falls to the players, too. And now they've run another coach out of town. But the players aren't going anywhere. So this is what you're stuck with. So you have to pray that a coach comes in here that finds out how to tap into what he has. Wow, Kachuk's out for game five? Wow. Game five starting just a few minutes. Uh, Well, I... And I don't... Everybody every year falls in love with the teams that make the finals and says, oh, see, the Rangers should have been like this. The Rangers... There are plenty of teams. The Boston Bruins. How the hell... Did they lose? 
Imagine you're a Bruin fan. I mean, there are plenty of teams that disappointed this year. Their fans are going to be wondering for years what happened in that Panthers series. I mean, so it's, it's a tough thing to diagnose. It's a tough thing to diagnose. And maybe, yeah, maybe other opinions are right. Maybe the Rangers aren't built to win a Stanley Cup. I don't know exactly what that means. Different teams win Stanley Cups. Different styles win Stanley Cups. Are they built like the Colorado Avalanche? Could you complete? Uh, could you compare the Avalanche to the the Vegas team? No, I think Avalanche much more offensive, big names. You know, guys who can dominate. Uh, you know, and as far as you know, I don't know about the grit. I, I don't know. How do you define grit? I don't know. Give me. I want the chat room. Listen, you got four players in this league with grit. I'm talking third liners and fourth liners. Don't tell me Matthew Kachuk. Don't tell me whatever you're going to tell me. Give me these guys that apparently the Rangers are not uh, are, are not are not acquiring. They, apparently, this third and fourth line is a fucking mystery. The third line are all draft picks. They're playing. You know? I, I don't know. I, I, I just feel like uh, I, it's always the flavor of the month with the Stanley Cup. Uh, so... Anyway, I'm getting, I'm getting calls from Glenn Sather. Or is this Larry Brooks? Thanks for <laughs> mentioning me on the show. <laughs> Great show. Okay. So. We're always happy when Larry tunes in. So, uh, you know, uh, we had that uh, you weren't you weren't involved in this because you're in the lovely Pennsylvania there. But that nuclear holocaust we had last week, uh, was it Tuesday? The... Uh, the the air quality. Oh, we had it here too. Oh, you had it there. Oh yeah. Oh really? I didn't know that. Oh yeah. You have everything there, even the poor air We're, quality. We got indoor toilets and everything. Wow, I like that indoor plumbing. You guys are moving. Well, it, it was last Thursday, and uh, the week before, I scheduled a. Uh, hey, there's. This this is the backyard last week. I mean, oh, you can boy. see the yellow, and I mean, you see what it looks like now, and that was it last week. Well, the week before this happened, uh, uh, one with- more. There's a picture I took of the sun. In the yeah, that's of the day. what we got. We got in the middle of the day. Yeah, no. I, well, the week before that happened, I said, "Hey, uh, guys, you know, let's uh, get together and have a shoot around down at the deck hockey rink on Thursday." Next Thursday. Well, four o'clock. I showed up. I was like, <laughs> "Holy shit! I'm in the middle of a fire pit here. What's going on here?" And I thought, "Oh, and I, you have to understand, we're all approaching sixty years old." 
and I'm like, is this really safe to play in? I mean, we're not going to be running, but there's going to be some oxygen and, you know, we're going to have to breathe. Right. There's a four of my knucklehead friends also show up. And we're sitting around going, what are we, idiots? And we're shooting the ball around with talking ranges and everything like that. And it's like somebody, uh, you know, this is like Field of Dreams, I felt like. Field of Nightmares. It's like, you know, text them, they will come. And it was like people from my youth started showing up. And Shoeless Joe Jackson was there. and But we were shooting the park around. And it was, it was a crazy day. It was like the... The Mayan calendar, like 10 years too late. I thought we were going to die. Right. So uh, I have to tell you, I have to say, I have a terrific wrist shot. My slap shot is just not up to par. I need a coach to direct me. That's what I need. You need a, <laughs> you need a coach with structure. I need a coach with structure. But uh, uh, so... I don't know why I got off on that story because I, I wanted to know that uh, everyone's safe. Everybody who was on the East Coast and anybody expand, uh, experience any, uh, I don't know, breathing problems. And now that all of a sudden, they love to panic people. Well, what's going on? It's Chadwick back. <laughs> oh, and my gag ball. <laughs> oh, the masks were out. Everybody couldn't wait to reach into the box. Oh, yeah. mask out. Oh, let me get I got to go to the supermarket with my mask on. Oh, it was back. People were driving in their cars with their masks on. Because it's this fucking news. They panic you. <sighs> oh, the, 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 the pollution alert is, is, in, uh, you know, is in fucking future. They have to Worse, than Worse than 9-11. Worse than 9-11. Only New Delhi has worse pollution than we do right now, they're saying. <laughs> that was they say, the worst in the world. Yes, worst so in the, the world. All right, so we had one day of that. Of course, the next day, the pollution barometer. It's still not safe to go out. They want to keep you in. I don't know what it is with this fucking pe these people. They don't want anybody outside. It, it, it. So it's, it's all about control. What can we control the public? Control the information. I mean, yeah, the air quality was bad. I, you know, I didn't. Uh, I was gonna. I was gonna go play hockey. No, nah, I didn't go out and play hockey. I didn't walk the dog that night. We just took him out here in the out out in the over here in the woods. I didn't even take my my nightly walk with the dog. But it was pretty bad here. Not as bad as New York City, but. And you're not bringing nothing, your roller skates. Nothing as bad as New York City. You're not bringing your roller skates, man, if you play with us. But your old man, I don't want to be chasing you around the rink unless you're getting the balls that we shoot wide. We have a ban on people who actually have good cardiovascular, too, by the way. Unless you want to play net. We ain't always need a goalie. Uh, so, uh, uh, no, I am not goalie material. I am not getting injured in any way by playing a truly recreational activity for myself. So, uh, what the hell else was I saying? There's a clause in his idiot box contract that if he gets hurt oh. play, playing sports, it violates his contract. Violates his contract. Uh, yep. So, I mean, 
for the people who missed us uh, last week or whenever we were on the show, uh, we played a little inspirational Peter Laviolette thing from like 15 years ago. Right. I, mean, I will say that looks like a scene from the movie, a movie, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, don't, I mean, even if it's half that, Jim, don't you think that's a step forward? Uh, only if only if this bunch of schmucks responds to it. Well, if this team, yeah, if they respond to it, sure, it's great. And if not, they're just sitting there fucking laughing at him and going out to lose and losing to Toronto five one on guard nice. Then no, it's who gets all just bluster. Well, who's he in that video? Who is he uh, ripping into? Is it Drew uh, or somebody? it was Scott Hartnell? Wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. Because he calls him Hartsey, and then he lays into him. All right. You'll get your first shift, and then after that, you'll earn your ice time. You'll pay for it with your ice time or something like I that. I think the way these guys have been coddled. Now, Scott Hartnell, is he's out of hockey now. So he certainly, uh, you know, this is a while back. I think these guys will shit their pants if they, he talks to them like that. These guys are, you know, they'll be like, well, they'll speak through a Russian interpreter. Speaking of which, Mr. Russian interpreter, what the fuck is Artemi Panarin doing with that bald head? He looks like No No Hank from Barry. <laughs> Look like Lee Harvey Oswald. You see what I I commented? He's got he's got the same amount of hair as he uh, gave effort in the NHL playoffs. None. <laughs> uh what do you think of that that whole thing? Is that real? Is that some kind of AI, AI chat GP shit? I uh, I don't believe that is. Uh, I don't believe that's AI. That seems to be a real picture. Looks like he's in Russia somewhere with a gentleman with very hard nipples to be in a in a uh, picture with Artemi <laughs> Panarin. This guy was so he's excited. His, his, <laughs> his nipples were hard. He was so excited about this. Uh, maybe maybe Artemi's joined the uh, the Russian Marines. Maybe he's he's fighting the you know special forces. You know he heard he heard there's another forty billion coming to new Ukraine, so they, you know he, he enlisted. Wow, Sean got my no no Hank uh, reference. I was thinking about you guys the other day that I was at a show and a guy was saying to me, he's like, he's like. I don't think I know anybody who doesn't think The Sopranos is the greatest thing ever. And if you don't think that, you're, there's something wrong with you. I said, boy, do I know some really big Sopranos fans. And you and Sean immediately come to mind. I have a there's a there's a guy I work with who, um, he's uh he he sent me an email I don't know how long ago and. He made a really obscure Sopranos reference that he probably didn't think in a million years I'd ever even realize it was a Sopranos reference. And I responded to his email with what he was asking me. And I said, by the way, nice Sopranos reference. And he comes back. He goes, oh, you're a fan? I go, yeah, to put it mildly. Yeah. And he hit me back with like, he hit me back with like some, some really obscure trivia questions. And I had the answer to all of the questions back to him like in 10 seconds. And one of the 
one of the uh, questions was, he's like, he said, this was only mentioned once on the show. What was Mikey Palmisi's nickname? And I immediately remembered it was Mikey Grab Bag Palmisi. And he was impressed. So ever since then, right outside my cubicle at work, I have, they were left to me by the guy who had my, my job before me. He left magnetic letters all over the file cabinet. So this guy and I have been trading Sopranos lines on my magnetic board for, for the last four months now. Ah. I'm in the office on Mondays and Tuesdays, and when I come in on Monday, there's always a new quote for me. And then before I leave on Tuesday, I leave him a new one. Wow, that's great. I mean, yeah. how, many, how many times have you seen the Sopranos? Oh, I couldn't even tell you how many times I've, I've run from beginning to end. It's, it's probably at least probably at least 50 from beginning to end. You mean 50 times you've watched the whole series? Probably. Probably. That to me is mind-boggling. <laughs> yep, it's probably in that neighborhood. And I was talking, so we're going to take a little break from the hockey, I've decided. Uh <laughs> Can you remember shows that we used to, like when The Sopranos came out on Sundays, everybody had to get home to watch The Sopranos. Right. I mean, that was it. It was a so. Here, I'll show you this. I'll show you this real quick. This was what I came into Monday morning, and this is Chris Baltasanti. You know how hard it is to have a sausage and peppers without a cold one. Ah. <laughs> and then I left him. I left him this one today. There's my star ledger. Thanks. And then the old lady gets hit by the car. So Olivia runs her over with the car. <laughs> so, yeah, we've been going back and forth with this for about, for I, I guess uh, this is what now? We're into June. I think we've been back in the office since February, January, February. So, yeah, it's about four or five months. And we're trying to, we're trying to find, uh, first of all, it's not easy to find good quotes from the show that don't have curse words in them. Or that aren't sexually, you know, that don't have sexual innuendo, and we're we're not we're not going for like the 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 obvious like uh, you know whatever obvious lines. Maybe we're we're always trying to find like maybe something, you know, like an off mention or you know whatever. A anyway, it's 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 a fun little back and forth we have. The other day, last week, I left him one from the Russian in the, in the classic Pine Barrens episode. And my board said, put remote on docking station. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> Listen to this. <laughs> He's probably wiping his ass with his hands when he came over here. So, yeah. So anyway, yeah, it's, it's probably in the neighborhood of 50 run throughs of the show. That, that to me, that is. Chrissy's intervention is, is yes. That is one of the best episodes. There he is, Mr. Type A Personality. Okay. What about now, you, Phil? Fucking all those sluts you got over at that club there? All right, all right. Well, uh, but I, my, my point was, <laughs> there have been certain shows during our lifetimes that everybody had to be home for. Right. So, Namesake. Right. I want to I want, uh, see if we were in the same uh, ballpark. Mash. All in the family. Um, probably that whole must-see TV lineup back in the day. Cheers and 
I guess it was probably originally the Cosby Show and then Cheers. I never watched that show. Cheers or the Cosby Show? Cosby Show. Cosby Show? I do not like. I'm just trying to think. Game of Thrones, Jonathan Riggs. Game of Thrones, yeah. You know, what they used to call appointment television in the days before streaming and, and, and on demand. You know what I mean? I love Lucy. How old do you think we are? <laughs> yeah, the crush yeah, up. Yeah, it, it, yeah, and it's day. Yeah, I love Lucy. Sure. Yeah, that was a big. Uh... But uh, MASH was definitely one of them. Uh, you know, All in the Family was probably another one. Um, Seinfeld. Seinfeld, sure. Thursdays, right? Was it on Thursdays or Tuesdays? Thursdays, yeah. Was that with Friends too? Are they back to back? Entourage too. He's right. Entourage was big there for a while. For yeah, probably. Yeah, I guess. I never particularly cared for Entourage, but I did and watch the episodes wild. with Dice. Um. Any other uh, stuff? I'm trying to think of, you know, before, you know, I'm trying to think of shows that were before DVDs and Netflix and, you know, where if you didn't watch it, you had to wait for a summer rerun or you didn't see it. You know what I mean? Um, how about NYPD Blue? That might have been another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, that was Tuesday nights, if I remember correctly, at 10 o'clock, I think. Uh, Dallas. Dallas would have been another Dynasty. sure dynasty. Uh, yeah, any of those those nighttime soaps. <clears throat> uh, Melrose, yeah, that was probably another one for a lot of people. Where you know, I wasn't, you know, it was somebody would say, I, you know, I don't want to miss, I don't want to miss that. Er, er, yeah. Although I was, no. I, I don't like those medical dramas. I don't know why. Uh, um, Melrose Place was big. What was that other one? Beverly Hills 9021? Beverly Hills 90210, yeah. It's probably another one. Um, uh, the Night Court? Uh, I don't think that was must-see TV. I like Night Court, but I don't know if anybody was rearranging their plans so they didn't miss Night Court. West Wing, I, I, you know, I, I'll, I, I'll put West Wing on that list. Hill Street, probably another one. How about the other one? What's that one uh, with the kid and his parents and they're, they're living in the 60s and 70s? The Wonder Years? The Wonder Years. Is the Wonder Years a uh, must-see TV or no? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I'm trying to think of, you know, the, the shows that, you know, like just it, everybody watched. You know what I mean? Sopranos is probably one of the one of the last of that type. You yeah, know what I mean, everybody watches Sopranos. Not everybody watched Game of Thrones. Not everybody watched even Seinfeld. Not everybody watched Seinfeld. I don't know. Here in New York, Seinfeld was a must. But I mean, you know, like back when we were kids, everybody watched MASH. Everybody watched All in the Family. Yes. Even Archie um, place. Right. Alice? Alice. You dingy broads. <laughs> Mel Sharp was my hero. Big Tayback. Golden Girls. Rock is right. Mr. Monkeys. 
Go, Rock is right. Go, yeah, for the for the older crowd, yeah, that was you know that was a Saturday night show when the older crowd was home. Uh, I'll give you another one: Little House on the Prairie. Yes, and I think that's right too. The Simpsons in the beginning, probably in the beginning, yeah. Uh, Boardwalk Empire. Yeah. I still have not seen that. Is that worth watching? It, it's it's very good the first couple of seasons. It really drops off, in my opinion, and then it got better the last season. It's and it's not the you know the, the my my comparison with that show. You know, obviously compared to The Sopranos, you got the anti-hero, but. Steve Buscemi's character is very difficult. It's very hard to root for in the show, whereas you always rooted for Tony. But there was very little likable about Steve Buscemi's character in Boardwalk Empire. That's always the way I looked at it. I mean, who's just an asshole to everyone? Your takeaway from The Sopranos is you always rooted for Tony. I think, yeah, I mean, I think for the most part, I mean, yeah, even though he was an asshole at times, I still think you were rooting for him. Huh? <laughs> Lawrence Welk. Lawrence Chad, Welk. Bill yeah. Chadwick staying home for the Lawrence Welk show. <laughs> Hunter and Spencer for Hire. Spencer for Hire was a great show. I loved that show when I was a kid. I liked Robert Urich. I haven't seen this Americans. I've heard good things about. What, what, what is this on the Americans? Was uh, that was that was on FX, I think. Uh, Terry Russell, I think, was in that. Didn't you like that science fiction show that was on ABC for like a couple of years? It was. I think it had the guy who was in um, Breaking Bad, the guy who played Hank. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm drawing a blank on the show. Not Lost. Lost oh. Lost was very good until the last couple seasons. Then it Fuck that show. It was trash. <laughs> Love that, that show. <laughs> but that show, you, you can't watch again. I will it, never spend another minute watching that show. I was so mad at the end of that show. Oh, I felt like I had wasted eight years of my life. I like Westworld. The new one. I don't know which ABC show you're talking about. I don't know. I gotta find this actor's name. I, I'll, um, it was like a science fiction kind of thing. You know, you're kind of like he's like living in the future and like I don't know. I remember you were very, and it got canceled like after two seasons. And I think you were you were a little bit dismayed from this. But V, you talking about uh, V? No, not V. That was that uh, alien thing, right? Well, yeah, but they did a remake of it, and they canceled it after like a season when it was just getting good. Uh, Sean's right. The Shield. The Shield uh, is a great show. Shield is one of the greatest, in my opinion, one of the great series finales of all time. The Wire. I like The Wire. A lot of people love The Wire. Doctor Who. Quantum Leap. Quantum Leap. 
Yeah, I don't know. We can get, there are a lot of good shows out there. There's a lot of horrible fucking shit out there. 24, yeah, that was big. People were staying home to watch that. Yeah. Well, you know, it's uh, it's funny how much TV we've in, ingested in our lifetime. Manimal? Yes, Manimal. <laughs> I just started watching a show that I, I completely forgot about. It's a show called Our House with uh, Wilford Brimley in it. Oh, and Deidre Hall. Yes. Well, you got to think for Deidre Hall over there. No, but my mother watched Our House because she watched Days of Our Lives. And Deidre Hall was ah. on that. She probably, she's probably still on it. Uh, Shannon uh, Darty is in that as a. Oh, really? Hero. Yes, as a young lady. Very, she's very, very sick. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that sucks. In, in stage four cancer, I believe. Yeah. Shame. Oh, that sucks. Frasier is one of the greatest shows of all time. That's a gym favorite. I mean, I always Absol like the show. I, I absolutely, and I, 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 this may sound like heresy to some, but to me, I could, I could sit down right now and watch Frasier and still laugh at it. And I think it's, I think it's, I think now, I think it holds up better than Seinfeld. Just my opinion. Everybody's got different tastes, but that's just my opinion. I think Frazier is, is has it has better longevity than Seinfeld. I find that when you sit and binge watch Seinfeld, me personally, I've realized just how unlikable all four of those people are. <laughs> I mean, those are like just... the finale. Like the finale shows that they're, they're all fucking. Terrible. I mean, when you watch those back to back, you realize, my God, these were just who would who would associate with these people? They're horrible. <laughs> Honeymooners still funny. Seventy years later, and it's still funny. On the honeymooners note, have you ever seen the uh, Jackie Gleason biopic with Brad Garrett? It was no. a movie. No. I would love to get your take on that because it's a very controversial. I want all of you to find it on the internet, wherever you can, and watch this and tell me if it's terrible or it's really good. That he does a really good job being Jackie Gleason. Because I'm of, of the opinion he did a really good job, you know, and a lot of people say no, no, but I think it's because they really didn't pick up the idiosyncrasies of Jackie Gleason. Yes, the honeymooners is always great. I could not go. I'll have to watch, revisit Frasier. I know you're watching Barney Miller now, right? I finished Barney Miller. One of the most underrated shows. Uh I'm telling you, uh, that show was so funny. I mean, I remember my parents watched it when I was a kid. And I watched it with them. But, of course, you don't really understand it when you're eight, nine. I mean, that show was on, like, 1974 till 1982. You don't get a lot of what's going on. And you're not really paying all that close attention because, you know, whatever. You're a kid. But I'll tell you what. That's one of the funniest shows. Uh, that That is a really good show. Even... Even after Fish left, because Abe Vigoda was fantastic, and even after Jack Sue died, and really, really funny show, and and ahead of its time in a lot of ways. You know, they were dealing, they were dealing with a lot of homosexuality and and things like that when and when you know a lot of shows that was taboo subjects. And Steve Landisberg was just so deadpan brilliant. I mean, he was awesome as Arthur Dietrich. 
Yeah. As Barney Miller, one of the greatest theme songs ever. The bass in the beginning. Boom. Rock Glass. He's fantastic. He was always classically great. Yep. Uh, and I, I didn't realize I didn't realize he had he had uh, left us a few years ago. I completely missed the passing of Ron Glass. One of the great uh, All of the Family episodes he's in. Yes. Uh, and uh, and he's in a couple of Sanford and Sons, I, I believe. He went on to do something else, too, like a two two seven or some one of those black comedies. Not I believe black, so. Comedies. Yes. Yeah. And he uh, did well, the Odd Couple with with Demond Wilson. Yes, that's true. Where all they did was rehash the original Odd Couple scripts and plots with two black actors. Right. <laughs> uh, I will say I see some name. Uh, the, the Welcome Back, Cotter was <clears throat> great as a kid, horrible as an adult. Totally not funny. Totally unwatchable. But when you were a kid, up your nose with a rubber hose was real funny. Right. I got a note. It's the same bits. And his jokes at the beginning are so terrible. Please excuse Juan Epstein. He was sick. Signed Epstein's mother. Madman. There's a good one. Classic. Classic. Another of my favorite shows. Great show. Good ending. Uh, the 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 cast is fantastic. The references, the the way they capture the the period of time, the way things were, I love ever. Yeah, Mad Men is a fantastic show. That's great, the characters. That's that made. That's like what makes all these shows. There there there's a scene in in um, there's a scene in Mad Men. I believe it's the beginning. I want to say it's the beginning of the fifth or sixth season where Don Draper goes to visit Megan in Los Angeles and he's in the airport and he's on a moving walkway and everything is moving around him and he's completely stationary on this walkway. And um, the song I'm a man by the Spencer Davis pro pro uh, Spencer Davis project Group. is playing. And it's just, I, I, it's just, I don't know. To me, it's just a brilliant scene as far as the world moving. The, Don Draper doesn't move for the world. The world moves for Don Draper. And just that song, uh, its it, to me, it's like one of the most perfect scenes in, in TV history. <laughs> Sean, stop it. <laughs> We're not going there. We're not going there. But anyway, it, it, I love Mad Men. Love that show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we've talked about it. We talked about this is what you do. You shoot the shit on a, a Sunday afternoon out in the backyard. And, uh, I had a lot of fun. I mean, I don't know how to end this other than let's wait and see. We got a long wait. We we won't know till next May if this made a difference. Right. That's true. And that's what's assuming they're still playing hockey next May. Why is this supposed to be a lockout or something? No, by they, I mean the Rangers. Oh, okay. <laughs> I never know with these things. Mets up 5-1. Oh. 5-3 now, it looks like, in the Subway oh. Series. 5-3. <laughs>
listen, uh, you know, is it immortal Randy Quaid? They'll blow it in the ninth. Probably, but you know, listen, we uh, both those teams are fucking suck anyway. I got no, uh, I got no interest in baseball anyway. And the hockey, uh, what are they playing tonight? Uh, yeah. Okay. Game should be starting if if it hasn't already. Anything else uh, in the world of hockey gone on? I uh, well, there's also a big thing about the assistants. Who he's going to name the assistant coaches? You mentioned the, who's the one guy that's destroyed power plays? What's his name? Uh, Evan McCarthy. Oh, Kevin McCarthy. How's right? McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy. Uh, all right. Destroy well. the power plays, breaker of worlds. <laughs> you been to the movies lately? Awesome stock. Now. You were not going yeah. back to the movies ever. No, it's 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 not that. It's uh, nothing's really grabbed me. Uh, the last movie I saw in the in the theaters was the Batman. And all, all I'll say is is that in three weeks, my favorite my favorite movie character comes back for one last ride. Ah, my favorite series. So it's going to be uh, what, what? What? Your favorite series? Who? My it's Indiana Batman. Jones. No, Indiana oh, Jones. Oh no, come on! Oh, I love Indiana. Two hundred years old now. Give don't it up. Care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care how old he is. I don't care. I don't care. I hope the man lives to be one hundred and thirty, and I hope there's an indie twelve. I don't care. Movies. I don't care. He's Why? Because he's old? His father's dead. No, who cares? I don't care. It's the same fucking thing. I hate all series acquisition. Is Kevin McAllister or is it <laughs> Kevin McCarthy? I don't know. <laughs> Kevin McCarthy, but Kevin McAllister was the kid from Home Alone. Oh. <laughs> I thought it was Bob well, McAllister. the Indiana Jones movies. So I, I am I, not. You know I'm on vacation. I'll be on the I'll be on vacation when Indy Five comes out, but uh, I, I'm gonna have to I'll I'll see it when we get back. I'll tell you what I'm looking forward to. I gotta say this low because my wife might be listening. The uh, the Izzo biography? No, the No Hard Feelings movie. I don't even know what that is. All right, Jennifer Lawrence. You know who I'm talking about? Well, I know who she is. Oh, she's uh, she's got to try to you know try to help a kid lose his virginity, and like uh, and the kid's not going for it, so it could be a little saucy on the on the screen. And it's supposed to be funny. On the brink of losing her childhood home, a desperate woman agrees to date a wealthy couple's introvert and an awkward nineteen-year-old son before he leaves for college. So Jennifer Lawrence is now playing the role of Jacqueline Bissett in movies. Yes, it's back to the. <laughs> I saw this movie when it was called My Tutor. I know My Tutor and all those movies that came out in the eighties. Right, like hundred and Howard Hesford was in like every one of them. Now <laughs> we wound up in every one of them. So I, uh, she was on Celebrity Jihad. What the hell is Celebrity Jihad? Uh, anyway. Anyway, uh, I, I never heard of that movie until you just mentioned it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it looks kind of funny, but you can't. I saw the other one with uh, 
your boy, uh, not your. See, boy. John Riggs bought Indy five tickets today. Good for you, sir. What did he buy? Indy, Indy, Indiana Jones five tickets. He got his tickets. Ah, come on. Oh, I mean, come on. This guy's how did, how did you just know, it's life one way or the other? What can be done that hasn't been done before? That's what I'm saying. It's just the fun. It's it's him. It's the hat. It's the, it's the music. It's the, it's the dialogue. It's the song. You don't like it, you don't like it. It don't I fucking hate it. No, I'm it's, not, it's not like I'm gonna stay home because Eddie Guy doesn't like it. Well, I'll give you a review. I saw that last uh, who's the comedian? Maniscalco. Sebastian Maniscalco. He did that uh, me and my dad or something, some crap all looked awful. It, it, it wasn't that great. Karen Allen is not in the next movie. Uh, she was in the last one. All right, you fools waste your money. Do what you're going to do. I feel like an old man. <laughs> you hard-earned money on that Indiana Jones. Go ahead. You're going to do it. It'll probably be the biggest. It'll probably be the biggest movie in the fucking. It'll be no hard feelings. It won't be. Uh, I wonder who will outgross. Indiana or no hard feelings. Well, my 12 bucks will go to Indy, so. All right, well. <laughs> All right. Well, game five is starting, so let's mambo. And the guys, uh, uh, so, so that that's it. That's all I got to say. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a higher. Ah, oh, come on! Don't subject me. <laughs> Don't subject me. Who was that? Leonardo. <laughs> oh, this is 1982. Thanks for being here, everybody. <laughs> the original Raiders in Jerry Lewis Theater. I got to tell you that much. Uh, Nobody better than John Williams at this stuff. Oh, no. That's... You can't argue. Uh, uh, I don't know. I haven't seen that South Park episode. All right. Get rid of this crap. Get this guy off my screen. Six How do you not like Harrison Ford? He's just too old now. Give it up. And he's don't, don't old decide. He's, too old. he's never in a good mood. Yeah. You're going to be that age doing this show with me. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> I'll be happy to be here. <laughs> Have, yeah, have Harrison. A Ranger fan will never be happy. That's got a million dollars. He's always grouchy. Okay. All right. 1980 Raiders of Lost came out. Wow. I thought it was 81. Yeah, I go with you. I don't trust Coaster on anything. I thought it was 81. Because Empire Strikes Back came out in 1980, didn't it? Anyway. All right. That's all I got. All I got to, guys. Take care. Enjoy your summer. Mr. Catroni, let's play some Halo. Yeah, play some Halo. Play your games like it's 1981 again. Oh, you should hear us. It's fucking hysterical. I can't imagine, imagine <laughs> Joe Catroni playing any kind of game. Why? He's more of a hands-on guy, not a <laughs> virtual guy. Him and I have so much fun. We play just the two of us. 
killing each other, making all kinds of inappropriate jokes. And oh, okay. Just sit there laughing our asses off. It's good therapy. All right, we'll see you guys soon. I don't, I don't know when we'll be on next. I don't know. When they fire, Lavulet. <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. All right. We'll see you soon. Eddie, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Take care, everybody. Good night. Good night. Ugh.